Welcome to the More Attention, Less Deficit podcast. This episode is the right tool for the job, using technology for good, not evil. There are all sorts of tools out there to help us be more productive. Tools and technology can be part of the solution, but they can also be part of the problem. We'll talk about how to use them for good. The book, More Attention, Less Deficit, Success Strategies for Adults with ADHD, is available at addwarehouse.com and pretty much everywhere else. But if you enter coupon code 19380, my zip code, at addwarehouse.com, you'll save 25%. I'm psychologist Dr. R.A. Tuckman, author of More Attention, Less Deficit and Integrative Treatment for Adult ADHD, a practical, easy-to-use guide for clinicians. For more information about either book, archives of this podcast, links to past presentations, handouts, and information about upcoming teleclasses and presentations, check out adultadhdbook.com. I'm all in favor of using technology, except when I'm not. That is, there are times when a high-powered piece of technology is just the thing to get the job done, But there are also times when something simpler is faster and easier. If you have ADHD and aren't able to keep on top of all your demands by just doing everything inside your head, then you need to transfer some of that work to a tool that will do it better. Of course, this also applies to every single person who has more going on than they can keep track of, which is pretty much everybody. After all, why do you think Palm Pilots, Blackberries, and iPhones are so popular? It's not like only the ADHD folks are buying them. The trick is to find the right tool for the job. This applies equally to PDAs as it does to home repair. In this podcast, I discuss some general principles and things to to think about to make the most of the technology in your life, including when the best solution is the low-tech one. These recommendations are based on an understanding of how people with ADHD tend to process information, what they do well, and where they tend to get tripped up. This will, I hope, make this podcast more helpful to you than listening to a salesman tell you how the new smartphone will fold your laundry and mow your lawn. Which tool will work best for you depends on both your existing strengths and weaknesses, as well as on what you're trying to accomplish. This will change over the course of your life. Not only do your skills and abilities change over time, but so do your demands. For example, as you move from being a student to being an employee, or from living single to raising kids. So what used to work may not fit anymore. Of course, there are also a lot more technological solutions available now than there used to be. And also many more technological problems to deal with like getting a million emails a day. So it may be time to step back to evaluate your current strategies to see if they still work for you based on your current situation. At its most basic, ADHD is an information processing disorder. Therefore, if your brain has trouble reliably doing certain things, you would benefit from using various tools to do those things for you. Of course, this is what all tools are for, to do things that we can't or to do them better. For example, I can't push a nail into a board by hand, so I use a hammer. I can't remember all my client appointments, so I use a schedule book. Of course, when I say tools, I can mean something as simple as a sticky note stuck on your bathroom mirror. 
it pretty much means anything that isn't your brain cells. We use tools to live bigger and easier lives. If you have ADHD, especially in this busy, crazy world we live in, you'll function much better with the right combination of tools. There are lots of possibilities. The trick is to match the tool to the job, see how it works, and adjust as necessary. Some adults with ADHD are hesitant to use any tools for fear that it will make them stand out more, as if it casts a spotlight on their difficulties. I can understand the desire to want to blend in, but you need to ask yourself what will make you stand out more, using a PDA obsessively or missing meetings. The first might get you a little gentle ribbing, the second will get you fired. Of course, this also assumes that you'll remember to use these tools and not lose them. These are very real concerns, so it's a matter of finding the right tools and then pushing yourself to stick with the habit. There are lots of options out there, so feel free to get creative. The only thing that matters is that it works for you. When we're talking about tools that help you get things done, I think the biggest danger of news technology is what I call the awesome factor, as in, wow, that's awesome, I can't believe it can do that. It's certainly impressive and even exciting, but that's not the same as actually useful. If you know that you can be vulnerable to the awesome factor, then you need to put a little extra space between encountering some new technology and adopting it. At least as far as getting things done is concerned. When it's play things, then, you know, do whatever floats your boat. But if we're talking about things that will make you more productive, either at work or at home, then you need to ask yourself the question of whether you will actually get the hoped for or promised benefit. For example, I have a plain old cell phone. Every now and then I lust after a smartphone that can check email and surf the web. I get all excited about it and I check out some websites. Then I finally remember that I don't want to do email and surf the web on a tiny little screen. My laptop does that job better. Besides, if I'm not near my laptop, I'm probably not checking email or surfing the web anyway, so why do I need a smartphone? I freely admit that there are some people who are out and about more and benefit from a smartphone. I'm just not one of them. I recognize that. This is also why I use a paper schedule book because I like seeing a full week all at once. I'm also not running around having to carry it with me, so portability isn't a problem. If I was out and about more, I might prefer to use the scheduler in a smartphone. Now, there's an additional factor to consider here. Folks with ADHD are much more likely to stick with something that they find interesting. So if a paper schedule book isn't exciting enough for you, but a new iPhone is, then get the iPhone and then make yourself use it for the important things, like scheduling, rather than just the fun stuff, like watching clips of The Daily Show. If you're going to use it as a productivity tool, then use it as a tool, not just as a toy that you justify buying because of the possibility that it could be used as a tool. If you know yourself well enough to recognize that you're more likely to use it as a time waster than a time saver, then resist the temptation and use something else instead or maybe limit the apps that you install on it. If it's not on your phone, you can't be tempted to use it. Of course, any tool only functions as well as its user. For example, if you never enter something into your schedule or don't set an alarm, then the tool won't work. But if you can push yourself to do your part, 
technology can be a great addition to your life. Hopefully this podcast has helped you think about the role that technology plays in your life. Technology is neither good nor bad. It's all about how you use it. Of course, one of the biggest challenges of technology is the information overload that it creates. So we'll talk about that in our next episode. This is a topic that I think most people struggle with these days. Until next time, thanks for lending me your attention.